the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Coming up at 7 p.m., it's Charlie Kirk on The Answer San Diego. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. We've got so much ground to cover tonight. Thank you guys for joining me as always here on The Answer San Diego. I'm also streaming live right now on Facebook, as long as they're going to let me continue to do that. We are streaming at TheAnswerSanDiego.com, so feel free to comment there. Share the, the live stream. You can also follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and on Instagram. And you can always call in here, by the way, 888 344 1170. Today, the vaccine began its distribution globally, beginning with the UK. Are you prepared to take this vaccine? Do you do you really know what it's all about? We're going to talk about that a little bit later on the show. Hey, guess what? For those of you listening to me up in LA, did you know that while you're not allowed to open your business, guess who is open for business? Yeah, we're going to talk about that later on in the show. There's a new uh, there's a new district attorney who's uh, in town up there, paid for by George Soros. We've got to discuss him. We've got to talk about certainly what's going on with the Supreme Court of the United States today. What was said, what was not said, what, what's, so, what's more important, what they said today or what they didn't say. And I'm so glad that I already had planned to have Joel Pollack from Breitbart, who is not just a phenomenal writer, but also an attorney to weigh in on uh, the legal actions that took place in the Supreme Court today and where we're at with the election and what we can see maybe coming down the road. He's going to be here after the first break. At the bottom half of the hour, I told you all last week that there was a crazy story that just makes me want to jab myself in the eyeball to ease the pain because of something going on in the San Diego County Unified School District. And so I asked Bob Walters, who usually joins us on Fridays, to do a special report tonight. You're going to want to stay tuned for this because let me tell you, So goes California. Let me tell you, so goes the schools, because that's really where the battleground is. And so you're going to want to stay tuned for Bob's report coming up at the bottom half of the hour. 888-344-1170. Before I go further, let me bring in my brother, my partner (laughs) on the show tonight. It's another friend of mine here at the station. It's another veggie, if you consider corn a vegetable, and we do in the South. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Corn Cobb. Yes, and we also consider corn um, in tortillas because today is Taco Tuesday, of course. (laughs) And with that said, I have an extra taco in here. You if, do. If you want it. 
I mean, it might be a little bit cold because I brought it in at about 4 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> hey, I've never but, been known to turn down a taco. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> I've considered tacos medicinal. Um, you are Absolutely. My, before we get into all the breaking news today, today is an anniversary, and I don't know um, if it's meaningful to you. We're going to not spend much time on this, but today is the anniversary of John Lennon's assassination oh, yeah, 40 years that's ago right. today and many people consider that a big moment in american history yeah uh like uh 9-11 or the assassination of jfk and others it wasn't to me in part because that wasn't my genre that wasn't my generation that's my my folks right you know, generation um and on top of it i didn't like the beatles music i'm on record i wasn't that. a huge fan yeah so not really um, but you know we want to we want to make mention of it here. So um, in honor of those tonight that are that are thinking about John Lennon, absolutely. Yeah. So um, okay. So all I, right. So I'm going to dig in. Okay. You are. Yeah. You, you go. <laughs> you, okay. Sit over there. And make me hungry. You go. You go right ahead with your taco over there, corn cob, or your, or your corn cob you're eating. Um. All right. So Supreme Court of the United States. Wow. I don't even know what to say today. You know, there is so it's like shock and awe, literally of the first shock and awe of the American psyche of the election was all the fraud and irregularities that have been taking place that we could see with our own eyes. Then on top of it, and across the United States of America and across different states, to the point to where it's like, what is an irregularity? What is a fraud? What, what, where's the actual evidence where, you know, that we can see with our own eyes? We, we've got statistical evidence. We've got people with affidavits saying that they were instructed to backdate ballots and run multiple ballots. We've got, you, you know, postal workers with their claims. We can see that, they're, that they stopped voting in Georgia, claiming that there was, you know, a water main break and uh, you know, we knew that what was going on d- different. I had friends of mine working polls telling me of stuff that was going on. And we had reports election night of, of, of poll watchers being kicked out. Then it has become a shock and awe of lawsuits from so many different people, from Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood to the Trump team to different organizations from Washington and, I mean, Wisconsin to Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania and beyond. Now it's reached the point there was a uh, uh, there's been a few actually that dared to approach the Supreme Court, one of which was Pennsylvania. And this was done on behalf of not Trump's team. This was done by somebody who had run for office there. His name is I, I believe it's Mark Kelly and a couple of other people basically asking for an injunction. They went to the Supreme Court and asked for an injunction to stop the certification of the Pennsylvania electors on the grounds of the mail-in ballots and wanting that thrown out. So immediately it was, and I shared this myself, and I said the Supreme Court has rejected Samuel Alito. Initially, Samuel Alito gave them until tomorrow, gave the state of Pennsylvania until tomorrow to respond. Then he upped it to today because today is something called Safe Harbor Day for the electors, which is a, a legislative congressional construct. It's not in the Constitution. See how confusing it gets. Well, the Supreme Court today, Samuel Alito, with no public dissent from anybody else, basically said today that they are not going to step in and provide an injunction. However, so of course it was trending that Trump was denied by the Supreme Court. Let me clarify, not as an attorney, but from other attorneys today, that it was not thrown out. The case was not thrown out on its merits. It's just the Supreme Court was not going to step in with an emergency injunction at this point. 
We also had breaking news today. Some say that that Samuel Alito ruling with no public dissent from any of the other justices was really because Texas filed a lawsuit today against four other states, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, that those states had a constitutional duty to follow the laws set out by the state legislatures and failed to do so. And in the course of failing to honor their constitutional duties, they harmed the citizens of Texas. And when a state goes against another state, it automatically goes to the Supreme Court. So then the latest confusion came about, and a lot of there's a lot of speculation going on, a lot of people putting forth specu- speculation as fact. So then it was put forth that, well, Samuel Alito ruled the way he did on Pennsylvania because the Supreme Court is actually going to hear the Texas case. Uh, well, it's been docketed. The Texas case is on the docket of the Supreme Court, but that doesn't necessarily mean, however— that they're going to hear it, that there's going to be oral arguments. Ted Cruz offered to uh, present the oral arguments for Pennsylvania. Some people said that he offered that as well for this Texas case. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I can't tell you. Hopefully, Joel Pollack will be able to give us his legal expertise on, on what he thinks. Uh, what does it mean to have the case docketed? I want to be precise here in terms of what's happening with the Supreme Court, what it means. Uh, we've hearing, uh, you know, uh, Alan Dershowitz, who is considered to be a bro- one of the greatest brilliant you know, legal minds, has said that this was a long shot from Texas. Others have said today that they have a good chance of it being heard because what is the Supreme Court's what should they be hearing if not cases about state about state secretaries of states interfering with elections and electioneering in uh, in throughout um, from the course of not obeying the laws set out by the state legislatures. If they're not going to hear that, what are they hearing? Do we really need them to to really be hearing more cases on, somebody said today, more cases on transgender people using the bathroom? Isn't states following their state's laws in the course of of an election? Because it does affect the United States, all, all 330 million of us. They should hear it. It's the most important case that they'll hear. If I have to give a non-legal guess, I would say that they won't. I would say that they'll not hear oral arguments. I would say using my Karnak, my crystal ball, my I've looked at, you know, been studying this stuff and, you know, my intuition as well as just history and how I think the court has progressed to being activist, even with um, not just they're not just activists. They're activists from the standpoint of wanting to preserve, just like the FBI, the DOJ, and all the other institutions we have right now. It seems as though their main course of action is wanting to preserve the institution at all costs. It's about preservation of their reputation and their institution versus the preservation of the United States of America, even when they are the most, with with a few exceptions. I would say Clarence Thomas, maybe. It's yet to be determined what Amy Coney Barrett, how she might rule. Um, I have had concerns about Kavanaugh day one as well as Gorsuch. So if I had to predict, I would say that they're going to kick it back to the states. They're either not going to hear it or they're going to issue a ruling that they're not going to step in and they're going to refer it back to the state legislatures, which in a sense, I guess, could be a win uh, for the Republicans if it's told that the state legislators have to do their job, which may ultimately be what this case is really about. But I'm mincing words here because I I think what Texas wants them to do is tell the state legislatures to assign the electors 
I think they're going to throw it back to the states, but not go that far. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in Joel Pollock from Breitbart, who's got a book out just in time. It's called Neither Free Nor Fair, the 2020 U.S. presidential election. And he's going to be here to tell us why it wasn't free, why it wasn't fair, and what we can do about it and what we can expect to happen. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you will develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the California Army National Guard. Aired by the California Broadcasters Association and this station. Was the night before Christmas, and all through the land, Santa was surfing his surfboard on sand. Grandpa, what are you talking about? Santa doesn't surf. Well, sure he does. It's how Santa tells everyone the Toyota-thon is on right now at Toyota Carlsbad. Grandpa, get back to the story. Okay. St. Nick came ashore as he chuckled, oh, oh, oh. Wait, Santa says ho, ho, ho. No, no, no. He says oh, 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 because the Toyota-thon means zero financing and zero interest. I don't get it. Toyota Carlsbad is a huge selection of Toyotas, so when the Toyota-thon is on, that's the place to go. But what does that have to do with Santa? Well, it's a big present that comes this time of year. We're going to find Grandma. Wait, I, I, I can tell you the right story. That's okay. Grandma has cookies. Ooh, I'm right behind you. Get 0% APR financing today on select new 2020 and 2021 Toyotas during the Toyota-thon at Toyota Carlsbad. Toyota Carlsbad delivers new Toyotas to your home. Details at toyotacarlsbad.com. Toyota Carlsbad. Unapproved premium credit only, limited terms. Not all buyers qualify. Offer ends January 4th. Saving money is important. That's why The Answer San Diego offers a limited number of exclusive half-price gift certificates on products and services you need with great money-saving deals like this. Bring warmth and luxury into your home with a handmade area rug from Home Decor Fine Rugs for half price. Your home is your escape. It's the place where memories are made. Home Decor Fine Rugs wants to help you create a retreat that opens the door for 
countless opportunities for your family with a $1,000 gift certificate for just $500. With two locations to serve you, Marina Boulevard and Miramar Road, choosing the perfect rug to enhance your home's decor is now easier than ever with the Answer San Diego's half-price deal to home decor fine rugs. For this and more great deals, log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com keyword deals. Gift certificates are limited and going fast, so get yours today. Log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com keyword deals or tap the Answer San Diego app. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The Answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Was it something Joel Pollock's about to say? Is that why Facebook decided to, to, to interrupt my video and then cut my sound out? Because before the break, I told everybody Joel Pollock from Breitbart was going to be here. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him, right? And he joins me now. He's uh, not just a phenomenal writer on uh, Breitbart, uh, but he's also got a book out called Neither Free Nor Fair, the 2020 U.S. Presidential Election. I'm so grateful to have him on tonight because, wow, we have just so many um, so many questions that is happening with uh, su- the Supreme Court today. He's an attorney as well as brilliant writer. Hello, Joel Pollack. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so before we get into some of the details in your book, since you are an attorney as well as a brilliant writer, I got to get you to give your perspective. How should we interpret what went on with the Supreme Court today? Samuel Alito shutting down, saying he's not going to step in with the with the injunction, and then they've docketed the Texas case. Does that mean they're going to hear it? Your perspective. Okay, so these are two separate cases, and... The Supreme Court has decided not to intervene in the Pennsylvania case. The Pennsylvania case is a case brought by Republicans who say that Pennsylvania's mail-in ballot statute, Act 77 of 2019, is unconstitutional. That is, when legislators in the Republican legislature pass the law to offer no-excuse mail-in ballots, they overlooked the provisions of the Pennsylvania Constitution that prevent that from happening. So that's a pretty good argument. The only problem is the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said you waited too long to bring that case, that the law was passed and signed in 2019, and we've had a couple of elections since then. We had the primary election. We had a general election. So the doctrine of latches, basically, which says when you have – an opportunity to bring an objection, you bring it, applies here, and it should rule out the case that the Republicans brought there. Now, that's arguable, but I think the Supreme Court does not really want to get in the habit of overruling state Supreme Courts when it comes to the interpretation of state law. So even though the U.S. Supreme Court earlier said, hey, Pennsylvania, some of these new voting rules made by your courts – 
might be out of bounds, they're not going to go and interfere in Pennsylvania when the rules are made by the legislature. So the Republican case, even though it might be right on the merits, and in fact there were two judges on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court who said, you know, these Republicans have a point here. This law could be unconstitutional, and we should consider that for future elections. They all agreed that they brought the case too late for this election, that they should have brought it up immediately during the primary election or before the general election, before millions of Pennsylvania voters had cast their ballots. Well, you know, so the, I, let me interrupt. All kinds of complicated. Yeah. Let me just put it this way. Sure. I'll try to summarize and simplify. Okay. The Supreme Court decided that they're not going to interfere in the Pennsylvania case because the Pennsylvania case is about something that the state legislature did gotcha. and that the state Supreme Court ruled on. So they've just said this is too much uh, for us to wade into. Now, the other side, the Texas case, the Texas case says specifically that four states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia, made new rules for voting outside of the state legislatures. That is, they overlooked their state legislatures, and they used their courts or they used elected officials to make up new rules for the election, and that's a violation of the federal constitution because the federal constitution says that only the state legislatures should govern elections. That's a case the Supreme Court might actually take up because it doesn't have the problems of the Pennsylvania case. There are two problems in the Pennsylvania case. Again, just to review, one problem is that Pennsylvania's case involved a law passed by the state legislature. So we give a little more deference to the state legislatures. And it also involved a final decision by the state Supreme Court. So it was a case originating in state court, going up through state court. And the Supreme Court might be a little bit more reluctant to intervene uh, might be more reluctant to intervene where the state Supreme Court is interpreting the state constitution. Okay, The Texas case starts in the Supreme Court. It starts in the federal court system, but not just that. It goes right to the Supreme Court because under Article 3, when there are controversies between the states, you go straight to the Supreme Court as a court of, of what they call first impression. Mm -hmm. So, number one, it's directly in the jurisdiction of the Supreme Court. Number two, it doesn't involve the state constitutions. It involves the federal constitution, the U.S. Constitution, because in each of these four states, they made rules, sometimes through the state legislature, but also outside the state legislature. And that's why Texas is saying you cannot honor these election results as they are because they were all conducted through or these results were arrived at through unconstitutional elections. Therefore, the state legislatures have to appoint the electors to the Electoral College. That's what Texas is asking the Supreme Court to say. They're asking the Supreme Court to say, if you're going to set the election rules, you have to set them through the state legislatures. You can't set them outside of that. And if you fail to do that, the state legislatures have to appoint the electors. Now, the state legislatures could just go ahead and give those electors all to Biden anyway. They could say, well, you know, we had an election, and we're going to give it all to Biden. But maybe they won't. Maybe they'll divide it up a little more and say, look, uh, we made a mistake. We'll give some electors to Trump. It's impossible to know. But that's basically what's happening. I'm sorry if that sounds confusing. I've tried to make it as simple as well, I can. Actually, you did because, okay, you know, you, you, you did because I was thinking today, well, uh, you know, I'm con some people were saying, well, they tossed out the Pennsylvania thing because the Texas thing overlaps it and they're going to deal with all of it through Texas. But it's actually not true because they're, they're separate what went on in Pennsylvania. And I under and you've helped me to understand uh, why they would, why uh, Alito did what he did. It's, 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 there's a little bit of overlap, 
in terms of the state legislatures and what went on with Pennsylvania, but it's actually bigger than that because it involves uh, the federal um, election situation. And I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not able, I get what you're saying. I'm not able to repeat it back to you very well. <laughs> it, if that makes sense, because let's you, just put it this way. The, the, the Texas case is about the U S constitution. The Pennsylvania case is about the Pennsylvania constitution. So, but also, Court, excuse me for interrupting before I lose yeah. my training, but it also has to do with who changed the laws in Pennsylvania. It had to do with state legislatures. You're saying right. in Texas with the other four states, it has to do with people outside the legislature, Correct. like in Georgia, where you've got Kemp supposedly working a backdoor deal. The governor with Stacey Abrams versus going through the state legislature. And I think a similar thing happening in Wisconsin. I think if I had to give a guess, I would say I would guess that they're not going to hear it. Uh, they're probably going to send it back, do something quasi maybe, and send it back to the states without telling the states exactly what to do. That would be my guess because I feel as though one of the things that we've learned from a Trump administration is how hard these different institutions spend, uh, dedicate their time <clears throat> to preserve the institution versus necessarily preserving the Constitution. And I'm wondering if that's really so much of what you detail in your book because you go in your book in terms of neither free nor fair, uh, the 2020 presidential election, to talk about – uh, areas beyond just the fraud and the irregularities that we've seen, like you're talking about the media, for example. Tell us what we can learn in your book about the election. So what I do in my book is I zoom out from this question of voter fraud. I say, let's not get solely focused on the question of observers in the counting rooms and Dominion voting machines. Let's take a look at the bigger picture. Was this election free and fair? And there are a lot of things that go into a free and fair election. Voting is the most important thing, but it happens at the end. An election is a process. And when we send teams of observers to look at what other countries are doing, you know, we send teams of observers to Africa, to Asia, to monitor their elections, we don't just look at the process of casting a ballot. We also look at the environment. Was it the kind of environment where people could express their opinions freely? Was it the kind of environment where every point of view was represented in the media? Was it the kind of environment where people could feel safe, that they didn't worry about political violence? Well, in all of those ways, we actually fell short in this election. People were afraid to speak their minds. People were afraid of political violence, mostly from the left. And the media censored important information about the candidates. The Hunter Biden laptop story is a prime example, mm -hmm. where that was just totally shut down. And this wasn't a general kind of censorship. It was only censorship of things that helped Trump and hurt Biden. Joe Biden went on forever about that Atlantic story where Trump supposedly called some soldiers suckers and losers. It was never corroborated, and it was disputed by a lot of people, but the media never censored that. What they did censor was the Hunter Biden laptop story, which had physical evidence. It had corroborating evidence. I mean, it was completely one-sided. So we did not have a free and fair election in this country and we've lost sight of the importance of that basic measurement is this election the kind of election where everybody feels they had an opportunity to make their case that they could do so freely without fear of violence without fear of intimidation and the answer is no i mean this this election throughout was one characterized by fear characterized by intimidation by extreme media bias by censorship, really for the first time in American history. Now, it wasn't government censorship, but it was censorship by large private companies with a monopoly mm -hmm. on social media. So to Republicans, it really felt like a repressive environment. And you can't have a free and fair election if one side feels like 
it's being drowned out, not allowed to speak, not allowed to campaign. Plus, you can't really have a free and fair election where they change the rules in the middle. And what we're talking about in these Supreme Court cases is the effort by Democrats to change the rules to a mass vote-by-mail system in the middle of an election over the objection of Republicans. It would be different if both parties said, you know what, we're going to try to find a compromise, we're going to find a way forward, and we've got this pandemic, let's figure a way out. No, the Democrats just imposed their will, basically, on Republicans. And by the way, it's not even clear that vote-by-mail was necessary. South Korea and Israel, two countries that took the pandemic very seriously very early on, they both had in-person elections at the height of the pandemic in March and April. And they didn't have absentee ballots, and they didn't have vote-by-mail. The only exception was people who were hospitalized at the time. In Israel, if you were hospitalized or quarantined for coronavirus, you had special polling places, but you still had to show up. Mm -hmm. They didn't do this vote-by-mail stuff. So Democrats basically forced this on the country over the objections of Republicans, and they got away with it. And there are reasons to believe that this election probably is something we're going to have to live with, but we should never let anything like this ever happen again, and we need some very, very urgent reforms. And so I talk about that in the book. Well, and I and I also um, think we need to have some reform with the media in a variety of different ways. You know, um, in in terms of big tech, they need to have they need to have their immunity removed from them. And in terms of their publishing, we've also got an issue in the, in the media. And where I feel like the Republican Party has failed is I had, for example, the former head of the Republican Party here in California on my show back in 2012 after Candy Crowley planted crime scene at the evidence tell me that we didn't have a problem with the media being left leaning. And we still got a Republican Party that lets Chris Wallace sit down to you know moderate a debate that's absolutely ridiculous in my mind we don't have a Repu- we don't our republican party has 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 not pushed back for us we've actually had the republican party in my opinion Joel Pollack actually I- I- enable fraud they've known about it for decades here in california they knew ballot harvesting was coming and they didn't do anything to stop it what you know i feel like the republican party could have certainly done more in the state of georgia down there in order to stop uh, the the fraud that took place they're not even a, they're not even doing a proper audit in, in response, and they're rushing to certify election results in advance, at, 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 even at times when they couldn't even find machines and USB. So, you know, I, I don't know if you get into this in the book. I feel like the Republican Party needs to bear some some blame here. Wrap us up, please. Well, you know, you mentioned ballot harvesting in California. The Republican Party in California did much better in 2020 than in 2018, and that's because. Republicans learned to do some of what the Democrats do. And that might actually be the future of elections in this country, where Republicans decide if you can't beat them, join them, and they start pulling some of the tricks Democrats have pulled. So Republicans started ballot harvesting, collecting ballots in churches and gun stores, in places that were going to be familiar and friendly territory for conservatives. And Democrats kicked up a hell of a fuss. They threatened to sue, and they threatened maybe even prosecution, and you're doing something illegal. And the Republican Party of California said to Javier Becerra and and to uh, Alex Padilla, the Secretary of State, they said, hey, you guys wrote these rules. You're just upset that we're using the same things you guys always use. And it worked. It worked in Orange County. Republicans picked up two seats. It worked elsewhere. Republicans come away from California with four House seats flipped. It's not a complete clawback of those seven seats that Democrats won in 2018, but it's definitely movement in the right direction. Plus, Democrats lost in all the big ballot initiatives statewide. So California Republicans kind of learned to play the Democratic game. And 
the rest of the country hasn't learned to do that yet. It might be that this is a rare instance where California Republicans can teach something to the rest of the country. But, you know, you mentioned debates. I talk about that in the book, Neither Free Nor Fair, how the Commission on Presidential Debates was completely stacked against the president. Mm -hmm. And they canceled that second debate. But the moderator for the second debate was working with Anthony Scaramucci, who's become a complete... Trump derangement syndrome <laughs> opponent of the president. I mean, he was yeah. caught, and then he lied about it and said his Twitter account was hacked or whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, they were exposed for being a partisan organization. That's one of the things you can't have in a free and fair election. No. You can't have the debates conducted by an organization that's committed to the defeat of one side and the success of the other. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to read your book, and I thank you so much for being here, and, and I love Breitbart so much. And thank you. thank you for all you do. And the book is Neither Free Nor Fair, the 2020 U.S. Presidential Election. How can they get it? It's on Amazon, yes? Yeah, it's an ebook. I needed to get it out as fast as possible to make sure people understood exactly what happened in this election. It's an ebook, and you can read it on your computer or with your Kindle device at Amazon. Thank Neither you so- Free Nor Fair, that's the name Neither of the book. Fair. All right, Joel Pollack, thank you so much. Thank you very much for the opportunity. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because we've got Bob Walters going to be here talking about the crazy story about what teachers are being taught here in the San Diego Unified School District. It ain't got anything to do with reading and writing and arithmetic. So stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Sell your home for top dollar quickly and smoothly. Call Julie Jules Real Estate. Julie has sold over 800 homes using proven marketing strategies and home staging to enhance your home's appeal, entice more buyers, and get you more money than other agents by far. Hi, I'm Julie Jules. I'd love to give you a free home staging consultation. Just give me a call at 619-992-7113. Call for your free home staging consultation. Moving out, moving up, or moving in, call Julie Jules, 619-992-7113. Hi, I'm Brian Olhausen. Are you looking for the best for your game room? Head over to Olhausen. American-made pool tables and shuffleboards, ping-pong tables, foosball tables, darts, and even outdoor pool tables. That's right, now you can put the game room in the backyard. Come pick out your very own pool table or game table today and get it delivered in time for the holidays. Right off the 163 freeway in the heart of San Diego. Visit Olhausen today, 800-570-POOL or online at olhausengo.com. That's O-L-H-A-U-S-E-N-G-O.com. Olhausen. It's good to ask for advice, but what if you're getting advice from the wrong people? That's why I wrote the book, Financial Detox, and why I'm inviting you to listen to our radio program. Hi, I'm Jason Labrum of Intelligence Driven Advisors. Join us for Financial Detox Saturday afternoons at 1.30. At Intelligence Driven Advisors, we give you a written plan, one that's research-based and truly customized, giving you the highest probability of achieving your goals. Call us at 877-707-8889. Learn more at IDAWealth.com. That's IDAWealth.com. Life is full of circles and cycles, phases and stages. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Hi, I'm James Cooley, motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. I am the host of the It's Your Life radio show, and we are here to inspire you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Listen to It's Your Life Saturdays at 2 p.m. on The Answer, San Diego. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've been listening to your ad for quite a while, and I said, okay, let me try this thing for a few months and see what happens. And I'm feeling much better. i uh, got a lot more energy, even my friends are saying it, <laughs> and I'm telling them all about it. 
a lot of my friends are like, you know, what's with you? I mean, you know, you're energetic, this, that, the other thing. They're like, you never get sick. I never get sick. And my friends, I keep telling them, I says, why don't you try the balance of nature? Yeah, you mentioned that a few times. Just do it, man. The product is great. You can't, there's nothing I can say better about it. I haven't gotten sick. If I feel something coming on, well, I'll take an extra dose. It, it works. It really does work. You know, I have a pretty demanding job. You know, when I say energy, it's not physical energy. It's more like mental energy. And I come home, I'm kind of like just mentally drawn out. You know, I'm just like, just tired. You know, I find myself not wanting to do anything but chill out. And so I think ever since I've been doing the balance of nature, the energy that I get is more about like when I get home, I'm not so mentally tired. I, I, I have the energy to go to the health club and do things. I do think it's helping me out tremendously just with the stress. And like I said, the mental energy seems to be a lot better. And I really don't get colds or sinus infections like I used to get. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code HEALTH. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Prayers for the folks in uh, by Ventura. I guess there's two fires we uh, happening up there right now. Um, the smoke we saw in the sky today in san diego was actually from fires down in mexico not san diego but there's real fires happening up by ventura so we're going to send our our prayers out to them um but back down here to san diego a lot of people have been uh i I was starting to get texts from people saying hey is this true what's going on in san diego with the teachers uh there was some some tweets going around a couple days ago about some crazy indoctrination program going on to school teachers and so of course i had to bring in um, my education contributor bob walters on a rare midweek early early week uh, um, segment with me to share with you guys what's going on with the school teachers here in san diego hello bob hello it's pretty unbelievable what's going on i'll tell you well what is it well san diego unified school district is now forcing teachers to attend white privilege training in which teachers are told you are racist and you're upholding racist ideas, structures, and policies. And it begins by saying you, first of all, have to acknowledge that the land in which the teachers are holding classes are stolen and they're colonizers living on stolen Native property. Okay. Like, you know, crazy I, I, stuff. All of San Diego. What part of San Diego? I mean, yeah, we have Indian tribal land here, but we also have <laughs> land that was once Mexico. So, oh, no. you, you know, um, who, who, who was affronted here? So uh, isn't that a little racist towards the Mexicans to assert that all the land here was once Native American land? <laughs> well, right now they're just, they're just on the case of the white people being white. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. and, and they're told that they were going to experience by sitting in this class guilt, anger, apathy, uh, and because of their white fragility. And it's just like really unbelievable. This One of these training uh, clips 
says you are a racist. You are upholding racist ideas, structures, and policies. This is what you're telling the teachers. It's like... Oh, God. Damn. Well, Nothing. well, and how are how are they doing this? I wonder because we have a lot of people that are, you know, I personally have, know people that are school teachers here that are of color. So, are they only are they bringing in all the teachers at the San Diego Unified School District, or are they, are they hauling in white people? And are they are, and are they measuring the skin color <laughs> against a certain, you know, like a, a you know, like the Home Depot has the paint palette? Are they holding up paint chips to decide, you know, who's got the right skin color to bring in for this training? It's unbelievable that, that it's they're crazy. they're giving the discriminating acts that the, it could be a KKK convention going on. You have to be white in order to be in the class. And if you're not white, you're not in the class. And they just make you feel horrible and despicable. And sit, and they go on. They go on to urge the teachers they must turn their schools into activist organizations. You have to be kidding me. You know, here you got San Diego, where only 47% of the San Diego students reach proficiency in reading and math, and they're teaching white fragility and to do nothing to help students improve their academic abilities, but just dwell on the fact that we're all white guilt and we need to have an end to the systematic racism that the they say it's the cause of everything. I mean, I don't know what they're saying it's the cause of. Well, this is this is this is systemic racism. Black Lives Matter is out there burning down businesses because of systemic racism. This is systemic racism. We have a school, a school district paid for with taxpayer dollars that's hauling in white people to tell them that they're inherently evil, which is discriminatory because they're not bringing everybody in, right? So they're picking people no. according to skin color and, sit and, <laughs> and and separating them and telling them that they're inherently bad as human beings because of their skin color. And this should outrage every San Diego. And I don't care whether you've got a kid in school. I am madder than I pig caught under a gate over this and we all parents need to be really need, yeah the parents really need to call into the school district and put a, a shout against this program going on immediately let me tell you trish who called in as a san diego school teacher recently because she was upset over something we said about these teachers uh you know working from home and uh you know are, are you subject to this i would like you to you to call in and answer whether or not you're you're being subjected to this and whether or not you're willing to you say you're conservative whether or not you're willing to fight against this because, you know, we, we all need to be joining together, particularly conservatives. And I don't want to hear from any school teacher that thinks that the, that that, um, that this is OK. Every school teacher agree. should be should be pushing back against this. Uh, this is this is also aren't they also telling teachers um, that um, in order to um, basically prove they're not racist and to be active, they got they've got to be willing to give put out their checkbook. Oh, yeah. They have to give money. They have to give their time and attention to these other causes that, uh, as directed by this, uh, <laughs> this racist organization. You know, it actually it, it resembles to me the racist curriculum that the KKK developed in classroom lessons in Mississippi in 1930s. Very similar. Really? Yeah. White, you know, and there they're talking blacks were terrible and didn't deserve anything and whatever they got was wrong. And here they're we're really becoming a victim of reverse discrimination. Well, that's exactly what this is. That's exactly yeah. what this is. When you're telling one group of people that they're inherently wrong. And I said this, I said this last year when Seattle brought in the city of Seattle, brought in white workers and, and put them through the same training. We had the African-American museum, put this on their website. We need to be pushing back. Trump stopped uh, this uh, undoing whiteness 
uh, in his administration. But let me tell you, if Joe Biden gets inaugurated, we can all be we can be expected that they're going to start regulating that all businesses put every white employee under this. And this I, I, I yeah, don't know. Right. I don't know if this program involves um, demanding that the teachers then begin to teach this to their students or if it this does. is or oh, oh it, it does. It does. And they say and they must turn their schools into activist organizations, including joining demonstrations and public uh, actions to change the environment of the sexist uh, race relations that exist in San Diego, which is crazy. And if they don't, then they they lose their job if they're not willing to do that. (laughs) I don't know. They they probably got to go back to another class and get a re-lesson. What this this reminds me of and then I'll let you go. This is this to me is abusive. This is like a parent that pulls one kid aside and bullies and and picks on one kid and beats up and says, why can't you be more like your sister? You're so stupid. You're so dumb. You're so bad. It's, it's about, it's about in order to have power over the child, they've got to demean the child and make the child feel like crap about himself because that's how they get off. That's how they get their power. It's no different than an abusive husband beating up his wife and calling her names. You're fat. You're stupid. You're ugly. You can't do anything right because that's how he gains power over the woman by making her submit to him through making her by by stripping them of their their um, self-esteem, their self-worth. Yes. Their pride. It really is a bad, it's a They're, bad prognosis of what's coming. And I, we got to, I try to call in and try to put an end to it with the school district and get ready when Biden takes office. Could be spread, like you say, even more. Absolutely. Well, thank you for what you do. And, you know, this is absolutely outrageous. And I'm going to be finding out when the next school board uh, meeting is, and I plan to go. And everybody out there listening, we, we San Diegans, we got to we got to stop this. We got to rise. Maybe we organize up. a rally and go to the San Diego school district Ab- next time they have a meeting. All right, let's do it. All right, Bob, thank you. You're welcome. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Trump did a vaccination summit today, and we're going to talk about this vaccination as as there was a woman, I think, a citizen in Britain. They started administering it today who was in her 90s, and she was very proud that she took this and, and brave and courageous, and she really is, because she has no idea what she allowed injected into her body and I've got uh, something to share with you guys from a doctor, um, and it, and he put in layman's term, he explained what this this Pfizer vac- vaccine, its components, and what it's capable of in layman's terms so that we can all understand. We're going to talk about that when we come back, as well as we're going to go head up back up to L.A., because we can expect something that's going on in L.A. County uh, to be spread across uh, California. And it has to do with uh, law-abiding citizens becoming criminals and the victims now, and the criminals becoming the victims. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. 
Owning Corporation, Equal Housing Lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, and MLS 1797976. Call 833-852-6464 for terms and conditions. Hey, Gary, anything new with you? Bud, can you believe it? I just crushed my mortgage payment again with owning. But this is the last refi for me. Why? Because I got a 30-year fixed rate at 2%, 2.224 APR. Can you believe that? Get your last mortgage refi from Owning. Just call 855-5-OWNING or go to owning.com and ask for your last refi at today's 30-year fixed 2%, 2.224 APR. That's 30-year fixed at 2%, 2.224 APR. Why not get your last refi from Owning? You just got to call 855-5-OWNING or go to owning.com. That's 855-5-OWNING or go to owning.com. Just call 855-5-OWNING or go to owning.com. You just got to call 855-5-OWNING or go to owning.com. The Miramar Kitchen and Bath family places the safety of your family as a top priority. All their employees follow the CDC guidance as they continue to conduct business. They're here to help you achieve your remodel dreams. Simply call and they'll start a consultation about your project. If it's something they can help you with, they'll discuss the next steps. If not, they'll point you in the direction that might help. Send an email. A picture's worth a thousand words. If you send them photos of your space, they'll tell you what options they have for your project. Or make an appointment to visit their design center. They'll say practice social distancing while helping you with your project. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath at 858-271-8434 or send an email to info at miramarkitchenandbath.com or Google to visit their website. Contractors license 657-333. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for in 2021? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas. God bless it. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes is sponsored by Purpose Funding. Skip two months of mortgage payments and close in 21 days. And OG's Pizza in Santee, now open for dine-in, delivery, and takeout. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks trade narrowly and hold up near record levels all day, ending with new highs for NASDAQ and the S&P. Advances ahead of declines a little bit better than 3 to 2. All eyes on Congress, hoping for an aid package before they get out of town Friday for their long holiday. This, as pandemic hysteria accelerates the economic damage. Pfizer and Moderna vaccines look close to approval. Johnson & Johnson maybe after that. Now all we have to do is get people to use them. Boeing loses more aircraft orders last month, but got enough new orders to offset. Tesla up eight as it plans to sell five billion in stock. Tesla is up, by the way, 670% this year. GE moves to strengthen its balance sheet by four billion. Stitch Fix up 14 points, reported a beat with fingers crossed positive guidance. And Amazon launches its healthcare data storage system on the cloud. The Holland with the answer on Wall Street. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Going to quickly go to the phones here before I talk about this uh, vaccination summit. Hey, Joe, what's on your mind? Hi. Um, can you hear me? I can. Awesome. 
Yeah, my name is Joe. I'm retired Navy. I did 28 years. I live in San Diego. Um, and I feel like we're in the same place that hit, that uh, Nazi Germany was back in the 30s. And uh, I think as Christian people, we have three options. Option number one would be fast and pray for a great awakening. Option number two would be uh, civil war, which won't work. It'll destroy this company or country. Uh, option number three would be let the Democrats take over and destroy this country. So I, I think that Jesus Christ is the only answer for what we're going through right now. And the only way to get out of this is for Christians to get on their hands and knees and pray. This nation, we, we've sinned. We're full of all kinds of horrible things. And uh, the only way to get out of it is to let God get us out of this. Well, um I thank you for calling in, Joe. I, I don't I don't know if you're implying that uh, we're being punished somehow because we've gotten away from from God. In, in fact, I think that America has become has taken a turn and become re-embraced our Christianity more more pro-life than ever, more pro-conservative than ever. And I think that's one of the reasons why the left has had to uh, go with the cancel culture and the persecution and all the different ways that they're having to you know, try to steal the election. I mean, the 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 pushback from them is because they're angry. They're angry that that America has turned, uh, you know, more conservative and standing up for our Christian beliefs. And and um, we definitely need to pray. But I also think as Christians, we need to become active because the Lord did not it does not expect us, in my opinion. Um, to just pray and then sit back. I mean, you know, do you, we don't just get up in the morning and pray and then think, okay, I don't have to get up and go to work today, and the Lord's just going to provide for me and have a check show up on my mailbox, right? I think it's the same way. I, I think it's disappointing to me that so many Christians don't even bother to vote, let alone get active in their community, run for office, read the news, pay attention to what's going on, go to school board meetings and fight back. The only thing Christians, many Christians and conservatives do to fight back is just show up to vote. And we need to do more than that if we're going to, and we we can consider it our ministry. If you don't teach Sunday school, yeah. you know, we, yeah. our ministry can be yeah. working in our community to preserve our religious freedoms. We were blessed as a nation because of our Judeo Christian principles and values. And I think, in addition to prayer, I think we need to be active in our community in the form of running for office, in the form of speaking out, in the form of being courageous enough that we're willing to say that we're Christians and not allow ourselves to be bullied into silence on social media or in the workplace. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's okay, where yeah. we can, and I got to leave it there, Joe, cause I'm, I'm out of time, but I thank you so much for calling in and God bless. I'll just, I'll just say, I agree with you and I'll pray. I'm praying for you guys and I'm praying for, for everybody else that's fighting this good fight. So thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Um, quickly, cause we only got a couple minutes left. I, he's, he's, I, I always love it when I get a chance to talk about my, about my faith in here. Got to talk a little bit about the vaccination summit that Trump, uh, held today. Um, it, you know, um, he, first of all, he didn't thank Fauci, which was interesting. Um, I think that Trump has a right to brag. Uh, there's no way any other president would have come up with, uh, this vaccination. It's because of his understanding of the free market and pushing, to work with uh, the um, in our capitalist system to come up with a vaccination this quickly, um, however, you know, and it's and it's by popular demand, right? Most Americans want it. I don't want it. And what I think, I, what I wish, is that more people were paying attention to what's actually in it. Instead, 
I think what a lot of people are doing is in a rush to hope that we can get our freedoms back instead of fighting for our freedoms, instead of taking our freedoms back and keeping our business open and saying, you know what, I'm not going to obey these unconstitutional edicts. Instead, it's like people are willing to have some foreign substance injected into their bodies in hopes that it's going to get them freedom. Um, Well, shoot, I'm almost out of time. I'll get into some more of the details on this vaccine tomorrow. But let me tell you, did you guys know that the Pfizer CEO said that they did not test this vaccination to see whether or not you could still spread the coronavirus after getting it? Then what's the point of it? We'll talk more about it tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all.